Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld. I need to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. Hey. And it is... Thursday. I wanted to say it was Friday. <laughs> I know so you. Bad. I could tell you didn't know what day it was. <laughs> no! I was like, mm, what is he going to say? <laughs> that is, um, that's devastating what just happened to me. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, so this week has felt like a really long week to me, but we actually have a lot to talk about because I feel like yeah. it's been a big week on Bravo. Yes. Um, you were just saying that you you like procrastinated and just caught up on all the shows. So do you feel like it's, okay. feel like it's Dylan, kind of the best I did not procrastinate. No, not like, I did not procrastinate. It, I do the same thing. But I feel no, like this I was is... busy finishing Real House of Potomac. So I'm caught up ready for the new season. But caught yes, this up. week was oh. j- like full of shows, even though it's the same amount of shows it's always been. But it was like a lot happening in each. Plus, we had the Shah's reunion, which, by the way, wasn't unclear that it was going to be more than one part. Like, we don't need any more. One was fine. I, but it's <laughs> interesting. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that more in a, in a few minutes. But I kind of am glad that the Shah's reunion is happening now because it's getting me ready for Potomac to have something on Sunday nights that I have to, like, pencil yes. into my calendar. Yeah, like, it got our because schedules we- really, like, breathing. Right, because we had Atlanta that was on Sundays, and then there's kind of been a break because Married to Med LA is just not something I can prioritize in my life. And I'm excited to finally have that, like, Sunday night flagship Housewives kicking off the week. We are going to be obviously talking about all things Potomac when that starts. Very exciting. But for today, we have an... I would say an epic episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 100%. 100%. But before we get into that, we do have some exciting non-Bravo related things, which I think cannot go unmentioned, which I woke up this morning to a surprise announcement from none other than Taylor Swift with a fucking album announcement. Like, oh my God. You guys probably haven't been exposed to this yet, but Barry is one of Taylor Swift's biggest fans. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even know how to react. So I was so proud. I was like, you know what? And then like Demi Lovato's engaged. And then like today's also One Direction's 10 year anniversary. And I'm just like, 2020 is slowly coming back to life in the pop culture universe. Not maybe right. not real I, life. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like good things to take our attention away from the, the pandemic uh, chaos that's happening. Yes. And we also saw yesterday a photo surfaced of the Real Housewives of Dallas filming a scene and they're all wearing face shields. And I- That's great. Uh, like, that's better than them not wearing face shields. It's better than them not wearing face shields, but they also just shouldn't be filming right now. <laughs> 
like yes and no depending on what they were doing depending on what they were doing which i can imagine also they probably shouldn't have been doing <laughs> face shields the thing about face shields is that they're mostly to protect your eyes they don't actually really do anything about coronavirus droplets well because you're supposed own. to be wearing a mask under the face shield like the face shield shouldn't be just what they're wearing they should be wearing a mask plus a face shield like i hope that I, we couldn't see because it was an above no, they weren't wearing picture? masks. You can see That's their masks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. I, awesome. The thing with the thing with Housewives shows is that, of course, we love talking about them. We love watching them. It's great content, whatever. But like, I don't want them to prioritize filming over what is a smart public health decision. So absolutely, especially with what's happening in Texas right now with COVID, it's like, oh, like, is the scene of brandy and stephanie at a winery really gonna be worth it i don't i don't know we'll see i mean who <sighs> whatever okay let's <laughs> let's who knows i'm like going through it over here but let's just get into beverly hills we seriously pick up where we left off last week at kyle's fabulous black and white party and it is I think it is so hilarious that while fucking Wilson Phillips are doing their surprise <laughs> performance outside on the stage, Brandy, Adrian, and Denise and Aaron are just living it up at the bar. Ripping inside. shots. <laughs> Ripping Which, shots. by the way, like, so they don't have a bartender at that bar. Like, they, probably because no one was supposed to be at that bar, but I was like, right, at this point, their own all drinks. the bartenders were definitely outside, and you have, um, bar barmaid brandy serving up some shots and i <laughs> i thought it was thought actually was the most really nice that oh we yeah. saw her apologize to adrian for surrogate gate i never Me thought too. we would see i never thought we would see that addressed on camera because let's face it neither of them are on the show anymore and you know what I, a, I nice a nice time, time to apologize while there's cameras in front of you eight years later for something that's so irrelevant again. But you know what? We're drunk. We're happy. Like, who cares? But the, uh, <laughs> Brandy basically admitted it. She was like, I see Adrian all the time. We're cool. But right now I'm going to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Like, um, could have been any other time, but I look good. So, but so Brandy is drunk enough to mention to Denise and Aaron that she wants to be a thruple with them. And Denise, like, looks caught off guard, but I also think that has to do with the whole acting part of this situation. And then in Denise's confessional, Denise asked producer, what's a thruple? Like, this, these are the things I don't understand. You waited till you got to your confessional to ask, like, you didn't ask Brand. like, what is that? Like, I just don't get <laughs> when people, like, react that way. So that she's like, oh, like, Oh, like a threesome? And I'm like, bitch, you know what a thruple is. I love that you say thruple and not thruple. It's one of those words I can't say. Like, <laughs> I can't, it's not a real word, so I can't, like, can't say it. Thruple. I sound funny. Right. Thruple. And then, like, when the producer is explaining <laughs> it to <laughs> when the producer is explaining it to Denise, she looks so shocked. Like, it's a concept she's never imagined before. And it's like, okay, like, Denise, cut like come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, like you're yes, we the even but, the producer is probably like, how do we explain this? But definitely Denise and Aaron both I would say looked a little uncomfortable with Brandy. I mean, Brandy was clearly drunk. Everyone talked about how drunk she was at this party. We saw her 
tip the fuck over. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, whoa. My, I was like, oh my God. Like that was, she hit the stage hard. <laughs> the thing about Brandy being <laughs> drunk at this party is that if this were an event on Roni, that would be like par for the course. But these women generally don't really get like that so much. And when they do, it's like they're really letting loose. And so... Yeah, it's, but it's then just, we find out kind of why Brandy got that drunk. Right. So she was a tad uncomfortable. She was a bit a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> and <laughs> before we get to the the already infamous scene with Brandy and Kim at the end of the episode, we see Let's talk about some other stuff. <laughs> we see Erica's uh shoe dazzle party. So which, exciting. Okay. Denise aside, because she wore the same leather jacket and jeans and boots, all of the women looked incredible at this party. Erica, especially, I just thought she looked so... I mean, do you ever think Erica's not going to look the best? Like, especially at her own event? The way, just the long, luscious blonde hair. Want to hear something funny? Yes. Out of, you know, everyone knows I stan Erica. Like, she is my dream of a human. Um... Of everything she's ever worn, that was my least favorite outfit she's ever worn. Not saying she didn't look amazing. I just didn't. I don't like that look where it's like a skirt, like the. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's I used to wear those bit, in college. I yeah, it's a little bit of a dated silhouette, I would say. But I thought her hair and makeup were just oh phenomenal, a plus stunning. Denise could have stepped it up a bit. Like she was Dorit going is constantly out. knocking it out of the park this season. I just think she looks so great. Um, Rena. And then, oh yeah. Rena and the wig. Rena's wigs are honestly so good <laughs> because they're more like Rena's haircut obviously is iconic, whatever. But when she wears a wig, they're usually not like crazy hairstyles. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun to see her with like, long hair it's just that her hair can't do that so they like she ha- they have to like form it but she i loved when they did a vo- uh little clip of her and she was like honey i was i think i was born a drag queen which like possibility it could be and she loves that life calling all my honeys support for today's episode comes from honey love whether you're a bride a wedding guest or simply seeking everyday smoothing honey love is the go-to for all things shapewear Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. This 
Speaking of wigs, the moment we got when Erica put her Roxy Hart wig on her dog, Tiago, and the dog looked so confused and then looked straight into the camera. I, <laughs> the photo straight of, at the camera, like looks like a housewife. Her, the photo of her dog wearing that blonde wig is, is going to send me to an early grave. It's so good. It's but, so cute. It was just like little happy things like that. But I know. Her her party was fun. It was cute. I loved that venue. It was like adorable. It didn't look like there were that many people there. It was just like a nice little get together. I love um, an indoor outdoor situation. Yes, because you can like leave if like leave the drama if you want and get some air, quote unquote air. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this event mainly just served as like a plot device for them to all decide they were going to Rome though, which I'm fine with. And we see to re parlaying her Italiano and it is just chef's kiss, Buca di Beppo, greatness. I, Dorit is, <laughs> is having such a wonderful season and I just feel like she's blossoming yes. and we're, she looks great. Mm-hmm. She is fun and fresh and seeing her speak Italian, I just feel like she's in her element. It's so Okay, nice. so side note, because you know, I always throw it in. Watch What Happens Live last night, Dorit said that at Kyle's black and white party is where her and Brandy met for the first time ever. I and watched Brand- it. You saw what she said? Yeah. Or Brandy walked up to her and she's like, your tits are disgusting. And I was like, oh my God. And Dorit even laughed. She said one other thing I don't remember. And Dorit like laughed and was like, thanks, Brandy. It's nice to meet you too. But like, you could just, <laughs> I was like, I can't even tell if Dorit's mad about that or she just knew the level of like drunk that Brandy was. But I was like, wow, what a, what a old school bring back Brandy moment. That actually threw me off because all the seasons get mixed up in my mind and it really surprised me that they had never crossed paths before. But I guess me it too. makes sense because last season Brandy came on a couple times, but it was more in like isolated, like one-on-one type scenarios. So yeah. It makes sense that Dorit hasn't like hung out with her, but that was that was so funny. Also, Dorit doing Watch What Happens Live from her, one of her accessory rooms. Oh my I, God, it went on too long. She was like, this is one of my, like, I'm I'm right. knocking down, I'm building, I'm expanding. Like, I have accessories here. There's one of my closets. My, and I was like, oh my God, cut it, Dorit. Well, and she was on with Maren Morris, who's like super <laughs> famous country singer. And even she was kind of like, oh. Because what do you oh. say after that? You're just, she. I thought she was going to be funny and be like, and I'm in my dining room. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, but so we're going to Italy. It's going to be fun. We see like te- like two seconds of them getting to Italy at the end of this episode. But before we get there, we have the scene we've all been waiting for. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to that, there, there, because that's like exciting. You know, we have, oh, we, we, have, have like, <laughs> we have our two uh, other things to, to just mention really quick. One of which being a new generation of housewives where you have Alexia Umansky, who is Kyle and Mauricio's daughter, coming over to Rinna's house to sit with Amelia, Rinna's youngest daughter, to talk about an apartment. And Alexia's getting into real estate, so she's helping and guiding because we all know Amelia moved back from New York to LA or wherever the hell they are, um, Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. Uh, let me correct myself. Real House of Beverly Hills takes place in Beverly Hills. Um, and it was just shocking, me and Dylan were discussing, like, the list of demands, not demands, but wants that Amelia has for her apartment, because, like, so do all of us. We all want a fancy refrigerator, you know? 
It is so funny because she, the whole idea here is that she's like 19 years old and she's getting her first apartment and Lisa like quote unquote doesn't want to help her much, which she says she's going to give her a thousand dollars. I'm assuming that means a thousand dollars a month, which is quite a bit of help, but not to them though. That's like, that's like someone giving me 10 bucks, you know, but different level. I was like kind of half watching, half like taking notes or whatever. And hearing Alexia's speaking voice, she sounds exactly like Kyle. It is almost spooky when she's like, okay, so we're going to get you this apartment, like blah, 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 blah. Like I would have thought it was Kyle. Yeah, it was super cute to see like the daughters interacting. Like I love that. And, and Alexia is such a mini Kyle. Um, I love that they're on the show, but not in like flashy way, just like little glimpses here and there, which is adorable. And maybe we can see something in the future of that. To be honest, I'm a little concerned that Lisa doesn't have a lot going on in her own life. And so her daughters are kind of around as a way for her to have a storyline. But the fact that they tied it in with Alexia, I did it made the scene worth it. If it was just a random scene with like a random yeah. broker or something, I would have been kind of like, why are we watching this? But it was a cute tie-in. Yes. And then also we have, which I loved this, Garcelle and Sutton going out for dinner and drinks, which was not talked about enough. Like this is the duo we need, the friendship yes. we need. It was awesome. Well, and it's interesting because they're the two new girls this season. Mm-hmm. And I guess because Garcelle has been uh, in and out of filming a lot, we haven't really seen them one. Garcelle hasn't been one-on-one with mostly anybody, but it was, yeah, I loved their energy together. It was cute. She was digging Sutton at where her money comes from. And I feel like if anyone else asked that, it would be taken differently. But because Garcelle's so open and real and just was like asking a genuine question, Sutton right. like wasn't, um, well, she might've been taken back, but she wasn't offended, I should say. So. Right. If It is interesting. I think, it, imagine if Kyle had taken Sutton to dinner and been like, where's your money? It would come off as kind of, like she was trying to expose her or something. Whereas Garcelle, it was truly just, she's curious. She wants, she's a little nosy. But and then were you dying when she asked if her ex-husband is who also took her virginity? And then Sutton, <laughs> you can tell like crumbled. She was like, what? What? She's like, I, I can't, I can't say that. I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It was so funny. Yeah. I'm loving, I'm loving both of their energy, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, Garcelle addressed the fact that she hasn't been around so much and I would love to see more of her, but what I am seeing, I just, I have no complaints whatsoever about either of them. None here either. <laughs> hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, shall we get to we the shall. scene? Okay, so 
we have Teddy showing up to Kyle's house and they're talking mm-hmm. about uh, planning Teddy's baby shower and whether Teddy wants to open gifts. And honestly, I would rather watch paint dry. And mm-hmm. then Kim comes over to drop off some dresses. And then Kim comes in and she says that she's going to dinner with Brandy for her birthday. And that Brandy's waiting in the car. I'm just laughing because when she waited like a few minutes to let them know Brandy was like there, <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't even hold that in just now. Like they were like, oh, you're going to dinner with Brandy. And then Kim's like, all right, I gotta go. Brandy's in the car. And Kyle's like, she's in the car? Like she can come in the house. <laughs> That's the thing. When your sister is coming to your house to drop oh off God. dresses, she's not just leaving them at the front door. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna chat for a few minutes and check in. And so- Also like they course, know Brandy. Brandy, like they can right. Oh, Brandy God. was at Kyle's house like days ago, <laughs> and so, so then funny. Kim goes out and is like, "Hey, come in." And Brandy, <laughs> Brandy already has a microphone on because you hear okay. her in the car be like, "Okay, yeah, I'll come in." <laughs> Here's where I agree but disagree because not disagree, but my opinion is that it wasn't weird that she was mic'd up in the car because. Everyone who's usually in a scene of the show is of any show is mic'd up. And especially because it's Brandy and she's been on the show. She's like a known character. I feel like they're like, let's not waste this opportunity because she's going to say something, whether it even be hello or whatever. I think most likely they were like, oh, Brandy's going to come in. Just pause for a second. We'll put a mic on her. I, (laughs) I get that. But it's funny because I think... I, I really think that Kyle and Teddy didn't know what was coming. I think... Absolutely not. They did not. So I think they knew Kim was coming over. They may have known that Brandy might stop by too. But I think Kim and Brandy kind of cooked this up together. And I think... Yeah, because Kim apparently was the only one that knew. So I think you could tell right. Brandy felt more comfortable if someone was with her. Right. And you could, and you could see that Kim kind of hinted at it and Brandy was like, I, I don't. And then she more minutes, than hinted. Kim, well, right. Like, and then two minutes later, Brandy was spilling the whole story. And I, the thing is, I really think Brandy is telling the truth. I yes, don't think yes. she's making up this story, but that is a completely separate thing from why is she telling this story on camera? And I think we'll see more kind of yeah, about that. If you guys remember in our interview with Brandy, she told us that someone did something to her for her to say, like someone fucked her over basically for her to spill this. But we didn't see that. We didn't see something happen. So we don't know unless they really just don't show it. And that's just something that happened in their lives. Um, We don't know why she felt the need to say it, but we've said it months ago. Of course, we'll never know both sides of the story. Like, we don't know them personally. But coming, seeing from what it is, like, Brandy seems to be telling the truth. I agree. Like, I don't completely. Think, I think Brandy is messy. I don't think Brandy is someone who just invents stories. Like, especially like this, because she was very specific. I mean, she talked about when she met Denise for the first time and then the time when she went up to Northern California and, you know, was staying with her and that you know, multiple nights that it kind of evolved. And so I don't think it would be one thing if she was Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, we got drunk and made out and maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But to tell a specific story like that, I don't 
I don't think Brandy is that much of, I don't think she's a liar like that. Yeah, you could also tell she was visibly upset about it. And she also doesn't get like that. Like you can just tell when someone is not themselves and you can't, you just can't build that big of a lie. Number one, what's the point? Number two, like, what do you, uh, if, if you did come up with that, you should be a screenplay writer. Like what it, you, you know, like how do you come up with that many details and whatnot? But what I do find interesting. <laughs> Don't give Brandon that... any ideas. <laughs> but like, it was pretty detailed and seeing Kyle and Teddy's faces, they, they really were, surprise and brandy said don't judge me and and they both were like we're absolutely not judging you by any means but this actual situation is very shocking it's shocking information uh denise is married uh, and it's just the whole secret something's a secret blah 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 blah, blah. It, it's very weird for all of them and teddy <laughs> i love how teddy it seemed like teddy was trying to make it back about herself and kyle was like there's more going on. And Teddy's like, no, we're going on a trip with her next week. Like we're going on a right. week's vacation with her. This is weird. It's interesting because obviously we've so much, so much has been made of the alleged affair, whatever, but also the whole just angle of the fact that Denise was shit talking all of them to Brandy. I think that's pretty yeah. interesting just on its own. And so I'm interested to see, obviously we see in the preview that that's going to get brought up in mm -hmm. Rome and Teddy is basically going to spill all the beans in front of all the women which obviously is messy but it's very I, I was like oh my god <laughs> but I think even I you know I almost wish Brandy hadn't talked about the affair because then it's like you get into all these questions of are they outing Denise's sexuality are they trying to fuck with her marriage whatever but I think even if Brandy had just come and said, you know, Denise talks shit about you all the time. She says this, this, this. I think that would have been compelling drama for the rest mm -hmm. of the season. But I mean, obviously the affair is entertaining. It's interesting. I can't wait to see how it plays out, but it is, and all the legal stuff that might ha be happening. It's just, oh, there are so many layers to it. Yeah, I think that if, Den if Brandy came and just said the talking shit about Erica, about Teddy, about, about all of them, it would have been just typical Brandy, you know, like starting shit and, and saying all that, but this kind of added to it, which made it more believable. And this, that there's drama and, and I'm excited. I'm not excited. I'm like nervous. Cause this is like real life shit. So I'm just like, Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. And next week. Yeah, you're right. And when we see Teddy, like literally saying that they had sex in front of everyone at the table and I'm just like, Oh my God. That's serious. How do you like react to that? I didn't well, know how I, to react to it on TV. And it was a it, not me. On Watch What Happens, Dorit said that Teddy was the messiest on the Rome trip. So I, I will say, I feel like Teddy is at least putting in work right now. And I appreciate it. I, you know, she's not going to be my favorite, but at least she's, do, she's trying. She's doing something. And she posted some... <laughs> She posted some shady texts that her father, John Cougar Mellencamp, sent about Denise, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, it was funny. Um, it, yeah, I, I appreciated that tweet. But um, anyway, yeah, so there's more to come next week with Beverly Hills. And I'm actually just so happy that this happened already. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, just like, boom. And we both talked to us. Like, this was the one of the best episodes of the season so far. It was good. 
juicy, the perfect amount of everyone and everything. So hopefully they don't let us down the rest of the season. I know. I'm excited for the Rome trip. Um, let's go over some thoughts on the Shaw's reunion quickly. Okay. I, to be honest, I really don't understand if there's a reason we don't know why they waited so long to do this reunion because I don't really care about what happened in the season anymore. Um, okay. I agree with you. The reason, the, the reason it's more frustrating that they waited so long is because this reunion wasn't any new information that we didn't know, which I was scared that was going to happen. Listen, we obviously were going to talk about MJ and Reza's fight, but it seems like right now they're in a good, they're in a fine place. Like maybe their friendship will never be what it was, but they're cordial and they weren't, they were not blowing up at each other last night like they have in the past. So I was like, why are these fights being rehashed? Like, I don't understand. Same thing they talked about. Well, first we talked about Gigi and Nima. I, I just, Gigi was high. Nima, his teeth were there. I just, it's the same thing. Andy like took a dig at him. I was like, oh my God, Andy Cohen. Andy um, June. Andy June. But like, let's let's all put it on the table that Gigi and Nima are just not ever going to sleep together. It's not gonna happen. Nima, get over it. And honestly, like they don't like I don't I'm not invested in them sleeping together. Like, yeah, like please don't actually. And then to I'll be honest, I sort of low-key forgot that Destiny existed, which is not even <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm not even trying to drag her. Like, I like Destiny on the show. I think she's funny. I think she is kind of a breath of fresh air around Mm -hmm. the rest of them sometimes. But, like, there's not one single storyline that I remember or care about that I need Destiny's opinion on. And she was kind of, like, I feel like a lot of the reunion was kind of her, like, inserting herself in conversations, which I get, like, you're supposed to you know, fight for your screen time. But it was like, okay, if we're talking about MJ and Reza or Nima and Gigi, like, I don't need Destiny to be like, like, I don't... (laughs) To be honest, though, she did look very good last night. Like, last night was one of her best looks, but that's about it. Like, that's all that really, like, fascinated me about her. And then... So we're still, of course, always and forever talking about Naked Jenga. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine if that was the most exciting thing that's happening in your life? Is a game of Naked Jenga? And while they're talking about Naked Jenga and what Ali Ashuri knew and whatnot, MJ decides that she's over it and just starts yelling about her medical problems and her... Um, her very scary labor and how 70% of her blood was outside of her body and that she almost died. And the thing is, it frustrates me because, and and I think it was Destiny who said this, no one on this show is trying to make any insinuation that MJ's medical problems weren't serious. Mm -hmm. And it's just simply not connected. Like it's not the same conversation. It's a separate issue. And for MJ to kind of just use that as like a get out. She tried to use it, I feel like, as a get out of jail free card where it's like, don't talk about this because I almost died. And it's, you, okay, but, okay. Yes, but. we're not taking that away from you, but we're talking about a game of Jenga right now. But um, 
I, I love MJ, but why did she keep getting up and yelling at the computer every time she had to like make a point? I was like, sit down. It's actually more powerful if you're like sitting and like saying what you need. She was like, yeah, she was like getting up and closer. And I'm like, also, honey, it doesn't get louder as you get closer. Like it's one volume. You can make it louder, but like I just was, sit. It's fine. I was dying at the moment when MJ got up and walked off and Andy's like, where did she go? Where did she go? And Gigi, Gigi's like, Andy, she didn't go anywhere. She's standing right to the side of the computer listening to us. And then she walks back on at that exact moment, like wanders back into the frame. I'm like, these people, oh my God. Wait, <laughs> also, we, Gigi, of course, had her baby and a baby boy named Elijah. And she let us know that he's actually named after Elijah Wood because she had a crush on him when she was younger. What? I, I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, Okay. What? Like, that is so funny <laughs> and random. I, it's so random. You could tell Andy was like, good to know. Okay. Um, okay. Moving on. <laughs> I, um, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm glad like, everyone's healthy. With part two of this reunion, I'm we're definitely going to get more of a one-on-one with Reza and MJ, but also it's with Mike as the moderator. Um, I just... I'm, I guess I'm glad that this exists because there is, you know, this season I feel like deserved a reunion. I just feel like mm-hmm. it's unfortunate the way that it's happening because it's like yeah. such an afterthought, yeah. you know? I, I feel like I can't even physically imagine what part two and possibly part three would even it, it be because we already covered uh, MJ and, uh, I mean, um, Mike and Reza meet up. Mike and Pauline are still going strong. Like I, we've covered everything. There's nothing I, new. I really think it's mostly going to be M- MJ and Reza. And yeah, which the is, thing they've is, even I, been on Watch What Happens Live. Like what we know, like about their friendship already. Okay, <laughs> like, if weird. you had to say, if you had to make a bet right now, of like a percentage chance, what do you think the percentage is that they do another season of Shaws? <clears throat> we don't have tea on this. Fifty. <laughs> there's a 50 percent chance i don't know i'll go with like a 33 percent. i really think they're done okay that's the most random percentage of like possibility of a show but you're right a third a third of the chance (laughs) okay wait also because i was like paying very closely attention for this one ounce of the reunion did you not notice that when nemo was telling mike to be honest about how he felt about if he thought Reza was replacing MJ with Gigi. Okay. Yes. That whole thing. It almost seemed like they cut something out. And one of the guys was like, dude. And Andy was like, oh, okay, now seems like a good place to stop. And that was it. So like they oh. cut something out of like that entire conversation. And now I won't be able to stop thinking about it because why didn't they cut out that whole part? Why would they just cut out like a sentence? Like you can't do yeah. that to us, you guys. Interesting. I, yeah. I missed that, but, and I'm definitely not going to rewatch, but <laughs> it, no, yeah, I mean, the whole, reu- the whole reunion is just kind of a weird vibe, but whatever. Part two, I'm pretty sure it's only two parts, but so it, it has to be, it has to be, <laughs> but whatever. We will see what happens in part two. Cause of course we're going to watch and mention it all as always. Um, okay. Barry, real quick. Uh, who's your number one of the week. I'm just going to say, I think mine is Brandy just because I'm glad that everything is finally on the table. Whether I love Brandy or not is not 
the issue, but I'm glad that it's out in the open. Okay, my Bravo Love of this week is Kim because she's doing phenomenal. And also she, in the nicest way possible, stirred all of this up. And in the most, in the classiest way possible. So I think she looks amazing, is doing amazing, and just did amazing things last night. <laughs> mazel tov, mazel to Kim. Ma- I was like, what happened, Dylan? What, what, why are you saying mazel tov? Just mazel, Kim. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and we will see you tomorrow. Well, no, we won't. We will talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Betches.